Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 37-year-old from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, Canada. A sixth-round draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, USA, Russia, Croatia, Austria, Finland, and France. A staple and captain of the Peterborough Peets. He is now captaining Rouen in France and was a French champion last season being a KHL player of the week and suited up and won gold with Team Canada in the Spengler Cup. Worry, he may make the shed even more legitimate. He adds 39 NHL games played between the Winnipeg Jets and New York Islanders. He started playing pro in 2005, folks, and he's still doing it. And he's got to be one of the only people in the world to play for the Daytona Beach Bombers and the NHL. Welcome to the shed, Mark Flood. Thanks, Billy. Thank you very much. Great to be on here and uh, great to see you again. No kidding, man. I uh, I get into how we know each other, but I guess we haven't seen each other since uh, 2006, 7, 2006. 2006, I think. Yes, that's right. When uh, we were both, uh, I guess, toiling away between the Daytona Beach Bombers and the Syracuse Crunch, right? <laughs> that's right I think we first met uh we were both in Syracuse I think we start well I started the season there in Syracuse ended up getting sent down to Dayton and I, were you did you get sent down to Dayton too I don't really so remember being I never in with I you. never played with you in Dayton I came to Syracuse after my senior year so I only came there for like I don't know a month and a bit and like played on the fourth line and healthy scratch most of the time and played six games but you were there a bit. We lived in the hotel together, right? You got called up late season. That's when we met. And then the next year we're both on Syracuse contracts. So we went through like training camp and everything, right? That's right. Yeah. Because I remember uh, my first year pro, I lived with Kanzi, who you had had on your, your program. What a beauty. <laughs> He's a great guy. And uh, Alexander Picard. So I lived with Picard and Canzanello. But I remember you being at that house on the Syracuse campus. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Um, that, so that would have been when you got called up after. So you had an apartment. You spent most of the season in Dayton. Uh, so that's, they told me to get a place and uh, probably like a month into the season, I got sent down. So then Picard and Kanzi kept that house. Um, actually, it ended, it ended up being Kanzi staying there by himself most of the year. Picard because up to Picard the show, went right? up. He went up and then I went down and then Kansi was by himself. But, but uh, yeah, I remember us being there together, of course. And then, yeah, the following year you were in Dayton, I guess. And we kind of missed each other then. Well, we, we def I do remember one time, cause this is one of my tales, right? That HL preseason, 
I think we played about five or six games. I bet you I had about 10 points and it was running a power play with you. And we were running a muck in that preseason. And then all the NHLers came down and then we, I went to Dayton, you got traded. Yeah. 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 That sucks. Like I, the preseason so much fun when guys aren't there, you're getting extra reps and you're getting PP and playing a ton and you're like, you get a glimmer great. of hope. You think it's going to work out and you get <laughs> there. You had no chance from the get go. <laughs> yeah. Then a bunch of guys get sent down and you're like, yeah, now I know where I really stand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did for sure. But you got yeah. traded out of there. So that was good for you. I would say, um, that was probably a big moment. You get traded out of the Syracuse Dayton organization, right? Yeah, it was like I, I we were going. I remember the day we were going to Wilkes-Barre. Uh, we were leaving, and I was on my way to the rink. and And the coach was um, Ross Yates. You remember Ross? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So Ross called me. He said, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm on my way to the rink. Come to my office when you get here." And I was like, "Oh, I'm probably just getting sent down to Dayton." You know? Yeah. So I, I, I had office. those meetings. I had those meetings in that oh, office. Oh yeah, you yeah. and I both. We had a ton of those meetings. And uh, anyway, I got to his office, and it, he he said, "Sit down." And he said, "Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but you've been traded." And I was like, "I was in shock. I thought I was going down." And he said, "Yeah." I said, "I said, okay. Well, where where did I get traded to? Carolina. You're going to Albany." today or tomorrow whenever you're I guess at that point I was it was a drive because it was in New York State so yeah I ended up getting traded to Albany and or to Carolina and I stayed with their organization for two and a half or three years and it was good it was honestly Wally it was a good move for my career like you know you're you're so young then I was I was 21 you don't really know what's best for your career but it was looking back it was a really good trade for me yeah I well it's like when teams kind of peg where you are in their organization right like i i got offered i think a syracuse dayton contract after that year and i was like there's no way i want to do this again with you guys like i know what you think of me (laughs) i don't want to be here anymore (laughs) yeah you know so you might as well go try somewhere else and try and climb well and you got a chance there right and i'll be because i know you can play i remember that power play everything you do is so simple and everything just made sense and like every time you pass it to me it was in my wheelhouse i loved it (laughs) yeah no, that was, that was, well, you're a skilled player. So it's easy to play with guys like you, but, but uh, I remember, yeah, I, I went to Albany and my coach was a guy named Tom Rowe. Uh, and honestly, like he was so hard on me. He was such a prick to me, but it made me so much better. Like he was, he was nuts, man. Like, I don't, have you heard that name, Tom Rowe? He no. coached in Florida and yeah, I actually he coached me in Russia too. Like he was, he was really hard on, especially the young guys. Um, oh yeah, but he was good. Man. Like, but then he, he makes you better, he, right? And he's actually sure. teaching you. Like I was, that's what I had when. Like I don't think that Ross Yates helped me at all. I don't think he coached. I think he just he just wouldn't play me and then not talk to me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I went down to the coast, Derek Clancy was there, and like he was hard on me, but like he was teaching me how to be a pro. And if it wasn't for him, there's no way I play as long as I do. Um, you know. So anyways, moving on that preseason was fun though. That was the only time I played on the power play in the HL and we, we did have fun till we didn't, <laughs> but yeah, we lived in the hotel. So you didn't live in the hotel at the marks that big circle. No, I did. Yeah, I did. The, the round circle training camp, right. The next year you would have been living yeah. in the hotel with me while we're grinding out, For trying sure. to be asked to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. And Swezer, remember Swezer? 
Jeff Suez. Yeah. Yeah. He Suez. was there. He got a full room. He even got a little kitchenette punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You got traded for uh, Derek Walzer. The research team found out. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually know Walzer, which is funny. He, uh, he lives in PEI now and, and uh, you know, we kind of became buddies after all these years. So it's, I didn't know him at the time and like he was a little bit older than me, but uh, we kind of reconnected and yeah, it's funny. You're funny Wally when you're traded, you're like forever linked to that person. Yeah. You know, like in yeah. all your bios, it's like got traded for Derek Walsh or whoever gets traded. You're like forever have a relationship on paper with that person. Yeah. So that's a question for you then if he's living in PI, what other PI guys have played in the NHL? You know, for how small the province is, there's a ton of hockey guys there. So, of course, you know, there, there's older guys like Al McAdam, Bobby McMillan, um, Gerard Gallant. And then, you know, the, the most famous new age guy is probably Brad Richards. Well, without a doubt, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's the guy like he's four years older than me. And he like he's the ultimate kind of paved the way. Yeah. Uh, Jason McDonald, David Ling. New age guys in the NHL right now. There's Noah Dobson, okay. uh, Ro- Ross Johnson. They're both on the Islanders. Zach yeah, I'm pretty sure Dobson was the one that gave my kid a puck last year. He's a great kid. Yeah, he works out with us in the summer. He's an awesome kid. Um, McQu- Adam McQuaid, of course, too. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of guys like There's more than that, I thought then, geez. And there's a lot of guys like myself that kind of had a few games in the NHL, like Nathan McKeever and um other guys like this that had really good pro careers but just weren't full-time NHLers you know yeah I hear you okay so where and what are you doing now so I'm still playing I'm (laughs) playing it's my it's my 17th year pro and how uh, many games have you played have you counted them up or you had a thousand you know I was wondering that this year I I don't think I'm at quite a thousand yet because I was scratched for so many games I was in the press but if I had played every game that I was in attendance for I'd probably be well over a thousand right now but I'm not <laughs> yeah like I and and then as you know in in Europe the seasons are shorter so you don't play as many games right yeah yeah for um, sure. so no I think I'm under I think I'm under a thousand probably like between 800 and a thousand so but. you're in france though eh ruin yep so i'm in rouen france which is a it's um in the northern part of france in the normandy region and it's my second year here i uh, played a, a shortened season last year we only played 22 games um but yeah no it's good wally i'm obviously coming to the end of my career and um it's been a it's been a great ride i don't really ha- i don't have any regrets like i had a my wife and I had a really, a really fun time and um, yeah, kind of coming to the end of it, but still enjoying. It. I still love going into the rink every day and it's, it's been fun. Well, looking at your resume, you got, you've lived, you've been to a lot of places. <laughs> I, have. I, I have. And then you sent me the pictures and you're petting an elephant or something. You've done a lot of shit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like going over my pictures and I was like, I don't just want to send hockey pictures. I just feel like I have so much uh, more, to my life and just hockey, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we went, that was one year, Heather and I, my wife went to Thailand after we played in Finland, we went to Thailand on for like a three week trip. And we, uh, we went up to Northern Thailand and Chiang Mai and went to an elephant uh, sanctuary. Cool. Well, I, yeah, uh, traveling, man, I miss it. I haven't really left my shed in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. 
Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> I used to get out and about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Well, you played in Europe and you've been all over North America. Like that's one of the best yeah. parts of playing is get is seeing different cities and different places, different cultures. Right. Absolutely. And you've, you've played some places that the shed hasn't really talked about too often. Finland, Russia, Croatia. Pretty cool. Okay. So here we go. Getting into hockey in Charlottetown, PEI. How do you get into hockey and how do you get to the Peterborough Peets? Well, I was thinking about this today. Like you're probably going to ask me one of these questions. Um, honestly, like PEI is such a small province. And when I was kind of like coming up through minor hockey, we didn't have like, we didn't have a Q team. We didn't have a major junior team. We just had junior A. So there wasn't really like a, a precedent you know what I mean there wasn't like oh I want to be that guy I want to follow what that guy did yeah um there were some kids that were going away to prep school there were some kids that were going to the Q or the OHL so when I was going to get drafted I mean I was always like a, a pretty good player in minor hockey but I wasn't like a, a superstar or anything like that but as I was like 14 15 um you know I had like a few scouts starting to talk to me from the Q and then um Believe it or not, you're asking about players from PEI. There's a ton of coaches from PEI, like a ton of well, coaches. Well, you said Gallant. He was the coach in Columbus when I was <coughs> at training camp there, right? Yeah, that's right. So he's he's from PEI. So at the time, um, we he, got they didn't they didn't let me play with the real players, though. I only got to play with the draft picks. <laughs> 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 um, so we didn't have a Q team. So we got to pick what league we wanted to go to, right? So um you can only declare for one draft the, the western league the ontario league or the quebec league you could have um, even signed up for the western league <laughs> i could have yeah because we didn't have a q team Weird. so um so anyway i ended up uh, and i was talking to a few prep schools and in, in u.s colleges and my parents my dad was a teacher like they're big on education so i was thinking about going to the do the college thing but it seemed like you know, as you know, you did it. It's, it's a commitment. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go there in two or three or four years even. Right. So it's like a long-term commitment. Anyway, I, I ended up uh, declaring for the OHL draft and Peterborough drafted me. What round? I didn't look research team. Didn't look. Sixth round. Sixth oh, round. Same as so, the NHL so, draft. Exactly. So here's a funny story. So at the time, Dave Cameron, who's uh, he's a coach. He yeah. was coaching. Uh, he, he coached the world junior team this year and uh, other years as well. But so Dave calls me before the draft, he's coaching Toronto St. Mike's majors. And he says, uh, he's got this deep voice. Eh? And he goes, uh, Hey, uh, I'm going to draft you tomorrow. And I was like, all right, perfect. He's like, don't worry. Don't worry where I draft you. I'm going to take you late, but you're going to be on the team. And I was like, perfect. He's like, no one knows about you. So just. So they're going to try and take a late round on you. <laughs> take a late round so that they don't have to waste like a high pick on me. Right. Cause no one, no one really knew about me. I was from PEI. I was never scouted or anything. So anyway, um, the next day, Peterborough drafted me in the sixth round. And he told me after the draft, he was like, I was going to take you with that pick and friggin peterborough drafted you but he ended up taking another islander daryl boyce who ended up going and playing there for four years so it worked out well for both of us but yeah that's how i got to peterborough and then i played four years uh 17 to 20 year old there and and uh, loved it loved peterborough I lived with some great people there and i still keep in touch with my billets 
um, awesome hockey junior town, like a small. So you had to move away from home, I guess at 17 or 16. 16. Yeah, that was 16. Yeah. How's that moving away at 16? You were ready for it? it? No, no. I mean, I, I, I wanted to, like, I kind of committed to it and I'm like, I'm going to stick this out no matter what, but it was tough. Like I was still just a boy. You know what I mean? Like I was, you want to hear a funny story that I used to really care what people thought of me and I would never tell the story. Now I don't give a shit what people think of me. When I went to the OHL training camp and they work you out really hard. And I was from Elmira, didn't really understand working out or anything. <laughs> I was so tired. I had a bedwetting problem as a kid. I pissed yeah. the bed in the billets house. I was never going back there. Not in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> Did the billets know you pissed the bed? Dude, there was like a returning player in the same room as me. And I had to like get up and like do the laundry in the middle of the night. And this guy, I think was like the captain of the team, Kurt McSwain. If you're listening to this buddy. Oh yeah. Thanks for keeping my secret. If you didn't tell anybody, I don't know, but yeah. yeah. So I got up and like did all the laundry in the middle of the night. Like, like the, the, the returning players, like in the room right beside me. And I'm like, I'm going back to Elmire and I'm never coming to Brampton ever again. <laughs> Brampton. I remember him. I remember McSwain. He played in Brampton. Yeah. He was player. a great guy. Great guy. He was the one they were, he was the one to teach me when I got there, but yeah, that's how young I was. Right. Like I was, I like, I wasn't even drinking, you know? well that's the thing like you're just a boy like you don't you don't know what you're doing when you go there right so you don't anyways i thought that was a funny story okay that is funny probably one of the only people i go to an ohl training camp and wet the bed bed. (laughs) (laughs) oh god okay um a couple guys i wrote down that you played with there hendo trevor hendrix right yeah yeah, we both he, play. So you played with Hendo and Elmira, is that right? No, the Daytona Beach Bombers and Syracuse, right? He was that same time you were there, and um, he was with me in Dayton and then uh, Cardiff Devils. So I played my first and last years with him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we reunited. <laughs> Chinner, we used to call him Chinner, that was his nickname because of the sock he had on his chin, right? <laughs> yeah, he had a chin like a yeah, he had a huge chin. Our coach actually. Didn't he always have a goatee too on it? He always had a, like a chin strap goatee. (laughs) He had to go with the full beard now to cover it up. (laughs) He's a great guy though. Oh yeah. He's, he was hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. It's cool to see him too. Like he's got a family over there in Cardiff now and yeah. yeah. Good for They're, They're expecting their second him and Laura. So shout out to them. Gonna have to get him back yeah. in the shed before the second one comes out because you're gonna be in one, Hendo. <laughs> and it's funny because when we saw each other in Cardiff on the way there, we had seen each other since Dayton. He walks up to me in the airport. I got like um a toddler, pregnant wife, whole bunch of hockey bags, and he walks up to me and says, Wow, Wally, looks like you're in one. <laughs> now you're the one in one, Hendo. <laughs> uh okay and you also played with some stalls right eric and jordan yep eric and jordan yeah i played with uh eric my first two year or two and then i'm pretty sure when we were living in the hotel together you told me he was one of your best buddies do you still talk to him yeah yeah i do i do like we kind of we're not super tight but i i still keep in touch with him and it's kind of like all hockey guys right your best buddies for a year and then you just you kind of stay in touch and you see what they're doing but you don't really talk that much right yeah exactly and like we're i mean he he lives 
well, he's in Minnesota right now, but he's from Thunder Bay, you know, like we're pretty far apart, like geographically, but yeah, but yeah I went to his cup party, we went to his wedding. He's a, he's a great guy. Great fella. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you had a good time then in Peterborough loved it, but you got loved drafted it. to Montreal. When did that yeah. happen? Um, well, I was drafted in 03 to Montreal. So I think, yeah. So how'd you end up with Columbus then? So I didn't sign with Montreal. Montreal drafted me and I did their, uh, their development camps and whatever training camps for two years. And then <clears throat> back way back, Wally, believe it or not, you could offer a three-way contract. So they offered me a three-way deal. I remember those three ways. Remember them? Oh yeah. yeah so they're basically, there's, the you're basically signing up to play in the coast when you sign one of those. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I would have been making like whatever amount a week in the coast if I was in the coast. So I, I said, no, my agent advised me at the time to say, no, go back and play your overage year. So I did that. I became a free agent, went back and played my overage year in Peterborough. And then I signed with Columbus after my 20 year old year. So okay, that makes sense. I got you. And then yeah. weren't some of the brass for Columbus, weren't they from PEI, not just Gallant? Weren't some of the brass? Well, the GM, Doug McLean, that's, you know, that's essentially how I got signed there. He, he's from PEI. And um, who is know, the guy, who is the guy that signed me? Who is the guy that was in charge of the AHL? <laughs> Jimmy Clark. That's the guy. Yeah. Jimmy Clark. Yeah. He's from PEI too. He's, you know what? Like the, the older I've gotten, you know, when you're younger, you're just kind of like pissed off because you're never make the team or called up or whatever. You're like, ah, these frigging guys. But the older I've gotten, like they're they're actually great guys. Like, no, I like got great. nothing against them. I know I I got exactly what I deserved when I showed up the way I did after my senior year. Like we had uh, been out for two, three weeks. and I don't think I was going anywhere. We had had fun. <laughs> I put on some pounds <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden I'm going to the AHL and they wouldn't even let me use my stick. So then all of a sudden I'm using some random curve. I can't pass with, you know, and I sucked. <laughs> no doubt. I did suck. <laughs> well, we, we all did at that point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, anyways, before I forget, the Sundin jersey in the back is signed by Matt Sundin, and that is to raise money for Sick Kids Toronto. Um, so that's at my website, aleshockeytails.com. You can buy tickets for the raffle, and uh, the money's going to Sick Kids Toronto. So buy tickets, folks. Right? Right. That's awesome, Wally. Okay. <laughs> um, so you got drafted by Montreal, didn't sign with them. Who was your favorite team growing up then? Montreal. I figured that. Were they close? Montreal, to? they're yeah. they're the closest team. To, you, if you're PEI, you're either uh, Montreal or Toronto. Right. That's well. yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, so then you end up signing with uh, Columbus. So what was it? A two year deal? Three year deal? It was a three year deal. So they, at the time, the junior guys would get a three year deal, and I think college guys were two years. Right. On an NHL uh, I got. Yeah, I think so. I got a just the one year AHL. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so you go to NHL training camps because I remember going to the Columbus one and I just couldn't believe I was there. You know, what was it like for you the first yeah. time? Uh, it was the same, Wally. Same as you. I was like, 
I'm used to watching these guys on TV. Yeah, man. And then you go there and you're like, oh my God, there's whatever. Rick Nash. Rick Nash. Yeah, Rick Nash. Freddie like Modine, right? I was I grew yeah. up watching the Leafs, and then he's at Trader Camp with me. And I'm like, holy shit, he goes <laughs> to the movies just like us. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it's like when you're young and you kind of see those guys for the first time. You're you're in awe a little bit, right? Yeah. And I then, was, and then they wouldn't even let me play with them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way it is. Like, seriously, that's the way it is. And then you, you kind of, yeah. you get on the ice and you're so nervous. Like you're just gripping the stick, trying to make a pass. And then once you settle down a little bit, I was like, I don't, I wish I had learned it sooner that I like could, could have played with those guys from day one. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I totally know what you mean. Cause when I got to the AHL, man, that's how I behaved. I was like such a pussy. I was so scared to be around those guys. And like, I, as soon as I get the puck, I think I needed to pass it to them right away. Yeah. Instead of like playing my game. Like I was so worried what all those guys thought of me. And right. Like, it's so true. I was the same way. Like, I wish I had my comp, like the kids now have confidence. Like, Oh yeah, way. they do. Eh? Like, they, they have so much swagger, but like back when you and I were coming in, it wasn't like that. Right. You're like, not allowed. You weren't allowed to have swagger. Those guys would put no. you down in your place. If you showed up with swagger. <laughs> hundred percent you like and even in the dressing room there was such a hierarchy with everything right and you don't want to you want everybody like you and i are kind of the same personality you want guys to like you and you don't want to step on toes or you're like i don't want to take that guy's job and him not like me but like i, I kind of wish i had more of that attitude when i had come in but you know that's the way it is you live and learn right you definitely do i yeah it's like and you don't, you don't really get do-overs for that sort of stuff. Like when you show up to an NHL training camp, I only went to one, right? You only get the one cr- crack at it and 100%. you got to be mentally prepared. I've talked to other guys about that. Like if you don't truly believe you're supposed to be there or that you belong there, you're not gonna. And that's what I was like. That's why I sucked. And I got nothing against Jimmy Clark. You did what was right. <laughs> Send me to the bombers. Derek Clancy changed my whole career. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. okay so then uh i saw when you're in dayton though a couple uh guys i got a shout out here paul kelly what a legend (laughs) he's he's a piece of work but i lived with paul actually so yannick tifu was just on and he lived with him the next year okay i played did he he try and make a beer wall with you he tried to fill the whole wall with beer cans man he he crushed beers. <laughs> like, have you, have you been kept in touch with? with I Kelly? haven't talked to him yet, but I got to get him in the shed because it was oh. like Tifu would say, uh, Kells would just say, do and work, son. And he would just <laughs> bang back a 30 pack playing video games. <laughs> Man, I'll never forget one. Su- we had a Sunday afternoon in Dayton. Paul woke up. Remember Timmy Conserata? That was the other guy I had written down here. Kelly and so Conserata. T- so I live with those two guys. So Timmy and I were like, you know, we're trying to like do the right thing. Like we're, you know, basically right. trying and to get back up to Syracuse, you know, yeah. and like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so Paul was just <laughs> he was just boozing all the time, right? So we played a Sunday afternoon game at two. Timmy and I get up, we have free game meal. Paul's just sleeping away because he'd been crushing beers and you know all night the night before. So anyway, we get in the car. We're waiting in the car because Paul's driving us. He's the one with the car, right? So he's like, we're in his car at like, whatever, 140, waiting to go to the game. Or no, sorry, it would have been two hours before that. 1140, ready to go to the game. 
he stumbles out of his room. He goes, boys, we got to make a stop at McDonald's. He got like four quarter pounders, crushed them in the parking lot of the, what was it called? The, uh, the, the Nutter right Center. Center. <laughs> the Nutter Center. <laughs> the Nutter Center. One of the best <laughs> hockey arena names in the world. The Nutter Center. <laughs> Crushes them in the Nutter Center parking lot. He went out and scored two goals, man. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this guy is crazy. He is a legend of the game, man. Like he did, he fart a lot in practice when you were there. Oh, pra- like not even practice, not all the time. You all the time, the it would clear so it rooms. Just, I've a lot of hockey yeah. guys fart, right? But he actually cleared rooms. It actually oh. made you want to vomit. That's how well, bad I, it was. It was because you could see the stuff while he's putting in his body, right? Like well, he just <laughs> abused himself. <laughs> Like he literally drank 30 beers. Oh well, no, well, not 30. He probably drank like 15, 15 beers. Yeah. And then a had day. four quarter pounders <laughs> and then went and played a hockey game and just was like sweated it out and felt great. Dude, the next, the next year when I was with Dayton, he led the team in playoff scoring. He had 20 points, the playoffs when we went to the finals. Well, he's a good player. He is a good player, but he was good hungover too. Like he was, yeah. he, he was a pro, man. He was good. He really helped our team. I, he has legendary stories, man. <laughs> I got to get him in the shed. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think he's there. Oh man. Yeah. You got to get him in there. I wonder what he's like now. I'd love yeah, to see yeah. him. I think he's like married with kids, but, um, Timmy Concerata, he would be a guy like us where when he goes to an NHL training camp, he would have been nervous too. And we all hung out, right? Those are, those are my oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. But Timmy's yeah. an awesome guy. Quiet, wicked shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He was one of the guys like he's a right shot, right? A uh, right winger. And me and him were basically playing for the job in the AHL with a couple other guys, but like we still hung out cause he's a good dude. And like, then there's the other guys that you're battling with that were just dickheads, <laughs> like actually yeah. dickheads. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, moving on. Hard um, like so you that. liked your time in Dayton then? Cause you played what 50 games there. So you were there most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I was there most of the year. It, I mean, like you got to make I, the best of it, right? It's not, the, it's, sure. it's what for you make sure. of it. Right but I liked my time in the coast. Like I got to play a lot and uh, like our team was not good. So, but like, man, the coast is a different beast. Eh? Like, well, back then, like I can't imagine it's the just... same now, right now. It's like all young draft picks where back then that we actually had quite a few on Dayton that year, but like there were still the guys, you know, that were life or coast guys that oh, were enjoying man. every day. Right. Oh, guys were like, guys would literally come home from practice and, and start drinking, <laughs> you know, like it was, yeah, it, it was a different time, but I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I was, Timmy and I were, Timmy was good to have there. Cause him and I were both like, you're both trying to be prospects and work your way out of there. Yeah. We're trying to get out of here, but, but we enjoyed ourselves too. Like I, I really enjoyed my time there. I I've nothing but good things to say about it. Dayton was like, you know, where we live, the area wasn't great. It was kind of like a, community like it wasn't a city per se right like it was more a yeah it was like town homes right like not yeah. nice ones <laughs> no no it wasn't great but you know we were young kids it was it, it was fun i enjoyed it yeah so uh then the next year we talk about um you're on your second year of the deal then we do training camp together i know we ripped it up because i remember yeah. i'm like there's no way they can send me down i got like 10 points in five games but they did <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, you get traded to Albany. So a guy I wrote down, you would have played with uh, my former Bronco teammate, Pat Dwyer. Yes. Yes. Great guy. Played with Dwyer for three years, I think. He's one of those guys, like when I was in college, he was drafted by Atlanta. And then I'm not sure what happened with that contract. He's been on the show before, but um, yeah, like after college, you get to the AHL. I'm scared shitless. I play like shit. And then we play against Albany and Pat Dwyer is the best player on the ice. I still remember it. Like, how did he get so much better? And I got so much worse. <laughs> He's a, he was really good. He's yeah, a really man. good player. Yeah. He, do- he was dominant in that HL game when I played against him. Dominant. Yeah. But you guys both were in that same organization. So um, you were that with them for, I guess, two more, se- two and a half seasons then with Albany? Yeah. yeah I got exactly. one written down here because Yannick Tifu played yeah. in Albany and he said he got in a bus, bus crash. Were you yeah, on that bus? I was. I was just going to say uh, Patty was on the bus too. Really? Yeah, we were in a bus crash. We were coming back from, so we played that night in, I think the game was in Lowell and our bus broke down. So we were going from Lowell to Albany and uh, the bus broke down. We were, so we got to Springfield. So we were pulled over in a parking lot in Springfield and they said, yeah, we need to send another bus from Albany to come there, exchange the buses and then go back to Albany. So we're waiting in this parking lot for like, whatever hour and a half two hours finally the bus comes we get on the bus it's about three in the morning and the bus driver is flying because he's like i gotta get back for another trip at 6 a.m so he's like i gotta drop you guys so he's like flying and it's a cold night it's probably in right around this time in january and um yeah all of a sudden we heard we hit the rumble strips guys were sleeping hit the rumble strips i'll never forget it it was boom 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 we flipped on our side and we slid for about a hundred meters on the highway. And uh, yeah, guys were everywhere. Like it was just shrapnel everywhere on the bus. I remember standing up on the broken glass because we were on our side and um, yeah. And then it was just, we kind of Justin Peters popped open the, the security latch and we all crawled out just making sure everybody was okay and stuff. No one would, well, Actually, my roommate was pretty – he broke his neck, Casey Bohr. I don't know if you remember that name. I remember that he, name, yeah. He, broke he went to St. Cloud. He broke, he broke a vertebrae in his, in his neck. Our, <sighs> our radio guy was like – had a really, really bad concussion. Um, Nick Blanchard, I don't know if you remember him. He's he a French guy, re- really good guy. But Blanche had like a – the guardrail came and like pierced him in the stomach. So we <sighs> had some guys that were banged up, but I mean – we also had a lot of guys that were okay too. So yeah. <laughs> luckily nobody, uh, yeah, know, nothing like real, real serious. Casey ended up coming back and playing too. So Jesus. Um, that anyway, yeah. Tifu was there and Patty Dwyer was, was there too. Yeah. So, so that's a good group of dudes, but yeah, Tifu wasn't up there that long, but uh, so you finally, uh, you come into your own in the AHL. Like you, you get uh, comfortable there though. Eh? Cause you got, the first uh, full season, kind of 53 games, 22 points, and then you have 31 points the next year. So you're you're legit now, as they'd say. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was kind of Tom, like that 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 coach that was hard on me. He, he, you know, they always say 
if a coach is hard on you, he, he likes you or he sees potential in you, you know, right. and, and yep. he was so firm on me that first year, but then the next year I kind of started saying, well, I can hang and bang with this guy and, and then in the league too, you know? And yeah, I remember him just saying, he'd put me on the power play and he'd say, just shoot the puck. Like just, I don't give a goddamn. you shoot that puck. And, I, and I'm like, well, what if there's no one in front of us? He's like, you know, cause I was the same as you. I'm like, well, I got Keith, the coin passed me the puck. I'm like, he might get mad. You know, he might get mad if I shoot it and don't pass. He's like, I don't give a shit. You shoot the puck. Right. So I got out there. I started shooting the puck and what started happening. I started scoring. Right. right? And then, so you, then and you, like, when you shoot the puck, you get the ones that get knocked down <laughs> and you get apples too. Right. You got to get it towards. Yeah, the exactly. So then I kind of just, my confidence started building a little bit and started scoring some goals. And I was like, geez, like I was never really had a good shot, but I was like, Oh, my shot's not that bad. I like, I'm scoring goals. It can't be that bad, you know? And then, <laughs> yeah, it just went from there. And, and uh, I, I thought I was getting close to a call up with Carolina never happened, but I know I was like in the mix, but I always kind of wish I, I did. Cause I know it would have been like guys who playing in Raleigh love it there. Yeah. So I would have loved to get a, a crack there, but never happened, but it's all yeah. good. No, I yeah, for sure. It's all good. You've had a hell of a career. Um, but yeah, so you, you're knocking on the door, but then you're what three years ends the three-year contract ends and you sign with the Islanders instead of Carolina then. Yeah. So Carolina qualified me for one year because I burnt one year in Dayton. Right. Right. So they, they re-signed me for a year and then, uh, yeah, then I was a free agent and I signed with the Islanders and, um, yeah, I, I spent most of the year in Bridgeport with the sound tigers. And, so you've, and I, you've already had four, this is your fifth year pro now. Yes. Yeah. So your fifth yeah. year pro and you got to feel like you're getting close. So what do the Islanders say? Like when you're a free agent um, and you're like, you've been a full-time AHL guy, like, do they promise you anything? Do they like, we're thinking you fit in here or there? Or what's that like? How do you choose the Islanders? Well, they, yeah. I mean, they, their assistant GM at the time, a guy named uh, Carrie Guider. I don't know if he's still with their organization or not, but he was a great guy. And he, he just called and said, like, basically said, like, listen, like, we don't have a very good team. Um, you're going to have a chance to play some legit games if you come in and play well. We're not going to guarantee you anything, but you, you know, you come in and prove yourself like you kind of have been the last couple of years in the American League. Like, you're going to get a legit shot to play some games. This is our decor, whoever they had. They had, like, Andrew McDonald, Freddie Meyer. Andy Sutton, you know, some of these older guys. And I was like, geez, like I might have a chance to be like the seventh, eighth, ninth defenseman there if they get a couple of injuries. So, so yeah, that's kind of why I ended up signing there. Again, I was in in Bridgeport most of the year, but I got a cup of coffee. I played six games there. Well, so that's, uh, that's what the shed wants to hear about because I obviously never got these phone calls. So I am curious. How do you find out like um, that you're going to the NHL? So it's not out of training camp. It's midway through the season or what? Midway through the season. Yep. Yeah. We, our coach, our coach was Jack Capuano who ended up going to the Islanders for a good while. I think he's in Florida now, okay. but he's, I remember he's that name. A, yeah. He's a beauty, man. He's an Italian guy. He's so funny. Uh, but <laughs> Cappy calls me, uh, we were in Norfolk. We were playing a game in Norfolk and he calls me after pregame skate. He calls me over. He goes, you're going up. 
I was like, go where? He's like, you're going up. And I was like, no way. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, you know, the words you want to hear your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you actually heard them. He just kept saying, you're going up. So I was like, all right. He goes, you're flying home back to Bridgeport. He said, just wait, just wait there. Snow, Scar Snow was a jam at the time. Snowy's going to call me and I'll call you. I was like, all right. So I flew back to Bridgeport. I was there at my apartment. I was waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> the boys played the game in Norfolk that night, took the bus back. They're back now. The boys are back. I'm still waiting. Didn't get a call. Still waiting. <laughs> so you just Everyone missed the game. Like, <laughs> and I'm like telling my parents, telling my buddies, like, I got called up. They're like, oh, when are you going? I'm like, well, I'm kind of waiting for the, the call. And <laughs> so anyway, it didn't end up happening. I never got called up. No. So, yeah, because I guess, uh, you know what it's like. Somebody was like kind of hurt, but not hurt. And they were like, wait, I think it was Mark Streit. Mark, there was something wrong with Mark Streit. And they were like, yeah, we don't know if he can play or not, but we don't want to, because they're, they're pinching pennies there with the Islanders at the time. Right. So they're like, we don't want to call him up and pay him for a day if he's not going to play or whatever. So anyway, it didn't end up happening that time, but later in the year, later in the year that would have been horrible man i'm before we move on i can't imagine you've worked it's your fifth year pro and you finally are going up and you're told that and then you don't (laughs) oh man it was awful like it yeah man especially when you told your buddies and stuff they must have been like flutters lost his mind (laughs) well it was like honestly it was a little bit embarrassing like i'm telling everybody and right it didn't happen right they're like where where the hell is he but but anyway yeah i was just like whatever i didn't really honestly wally at the time i wasn't like that worked up about it i was just like it's yeah it's gonna happen again whatever like i know i'm right there like if they were gonna call me up this time hopefully it'll happen again so you always had an easy going vibe about you flutter <laughs> yeah well at that time i did and, and uh yeah anyway it ended up happening later on in the year so so then yeah. was it the same type of situation he goes over to you and says you're going up and then were you like are you actually serious this time <laughs> oh yeah i was giving him shit i'm like yeah right Cappy. like you did that. i heard this this tale before you know yeah. but <laughs> so who was your first NHL game against then? It was against Calgary in, uh, in uh, Long Island at the old arena there. Well, fun fact, the Islanders are my son's favorite team because uh, Tom Kuhnhackel was playing for them from Landshut, Germany, and he let us go down and uh, he brought a signed hat for Colby. He was actually playing for the Penguins the first year. Then he went to the Islanders and we went to a couple of his games and every time got to meet some players and uh, – big islander fans now <laughs> that's awesome well that's cool that's really well, it's cool. when the guys are nice right and they're willing to uh like take pictures with your kid and sign stuff like when we went to a game at the red wings against islanders coon hackle wasn't even there we snuck down where like the players and fans come out we just kind of acted like we belonged <laughs> and we got down there and all the players came over and were signing his jersey and taking pictures like anders lee and all those guys great people but yeah, we tricked That's everybody awesome. in that arena. <laughs> That's cool though. But you know, like hockey players are the best, right? Like they like guys don't mind doing that stuff, right? Well, and it, me- it means so much. And it's one of those things you learn as you get older, right? Like yeah. it doesn't take long to throw a puck to a kid, but like, I remember yeah. that Dobson, he was one of those guys that was nice enough to say, Hey kid, have a puck. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. I mean, I fully endorse Dobby. He's a great kid. 
So you actually played for the New York Islanders, eh? And the Dayton Bombers. That's cool. (laughs) A couple of the Shed's favorite teams. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you remember about that first game that you was like, obviously we talked about being nervous in the HL and training camps or whatever, but like when you actually get to an NHL game, I couldn't even imagine how nervous I would have been. So what was it like for you? Well, it was the same. Like I remember us saying like, you're kind of in awe of those guys. I remember I was so nervous that day. Do you remember Trevor Gillies, Mm -hmm. the fighter? So Gillies was, he was my buddy, like my good buddy at that time. We had played in Albany together and then we were in Bridgeport to start that year. And then we both got called up to the Islanders. So he was like, man, Gillies, he's a piece of work. But I remember after pregame skate, he's like, hey, Floody, I'm buying your first pregame meal. I'm buying it for you. I was like, okay, okay, girls. So we went to the hotel. Uh, we were staying at the hotel right across in the arena. And uh, he bought me like my pregame meal. And he was like, I mean, I'll never forget it. It was so nice of him. He was trying to make it like such an experience for me, you know, like, and ever, I just remember all the guys saying, you only get this chance. You only play your first game once, your first NHL game once. So, you yeah. know, enjoy it. Yeah take it all in, blah, blah, blah. And of course you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're so nervous too, you know? Um, but I'll never forget. Yeah. We were, I got there early to the game and I was like taping my sticks and kind of in the hallway and um, at the old uh, Coliseum, the Nassau Coliseum, the visiting team has to like walk through the hallway where uh, like past the Islanders room. And I remember seeing Aginla and Kiprasov and someone, it might have been like Corey Sarich or something, walking by, and I was just like, oh my God, like there's Iggy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. in, in warm ups, like I'm, I'm out there stretching, I look over Iggy's going around, no buck, he's got the bald head. I'm like, there he is, you know? Yeah. Like I, I use this guy's uh, curve growing up, you know? Like, oh man, what an experience that must yeah. have been. It was cool. I was like super nervous, but again, I, I really did try and like take it all in and enjoy it. And it was awesome, man. I'll never forget it. it so how'd you play? Great. Played okay. Like, honestly, I, I just feel like I played like with a park and break on the whole game. I was just like trying not to make a mistake, you know, which is again, which is like too bad. I kind of played like that. I wish I had a like actually tried to score goals and join the rush. But yeah, I, I just kind of just played safe. I mean, and from a coach's perspective too, a call up guy, you don't want him coming up and like joining the rush too much. You just no, don't you just want to blend in. Exactly. Man, so yeah. I kind of tried to do that for the first couple of games and yeah, not too bad. I didn't play too bad. I don't think you want your player review. Now I give everybody a player review when they come to the shed. <laughs> Let's hear e- it. E- even guys that I've never seen play. I can do it just by potting with them. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> I got to get in the mindset here. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, you're an offensive D man, uh, but defensively, you don't do anything wrong. You're always in the right spot. You make the game look easy. That's why you're in your 17th year pro because you never really get hit. You're never, you're, you're not really going to kill anybody out there. You're not overly physical. You're always in the right spot. Great. First pass out of the zone. Great on the, the breakouts power play. You usually run in the top of the umbrella, right? You're taking clap bombs, but you also put it right in guys wheelhouses and, um, PK, you'll do that too. You know, you'll do it, but some teams don't even want you to because they don't want you blocking shots. How'd I do? That's really good, Molly. That's uh, I should have had you working as an agent. 
I, I, I can do player reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran a power play with you. That could have been really good, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ross. You saw it in preseason, Ross, but you didn't have the balls to do it in regular season because you had to play the contract, babies. <laughs> uh, you're 100% right, though. You're right. And the coaches uh-huh. that have balls will play the guys that are playing, you know? Absolutely. You're bang on. <sighs> yeah, I got a lot of stuff off my chest out here in the shed this year. <laughs> you probably feel better about it. I feel great about everything. And a lot of it all makes sense to me too. And like, nobody did me wrong. I, I didn't play well a bunch of times, but that first year when I went senior year and they, they actually didn't want me, but they had guaranteed me the AHL deal. Well, the next year they had given me the right sticks. I had my own stick and I could shoot it where I wanted and I played really well, but you already didn't like me. So, huh. <laughs> okay. Let's get back into the Islanders though. So you got to play six games. Were they all at once? Were you up for that long at one time or did you go up and down? No, it was all at once. It was the last month of the season and uh, they had a few injuries and yeah, I mean, my, my gain, their, their, their loss, my gain, I guess. I think they were already out of the play. Like they weren't going to make the playoffs at that point. Um, so it was great. I kind of ended the season up there. And then after that went back to Bridgeport, pretty sure we lost in the first round. What was Wally, it like but... getting your first NHL paycheck? Buddy. I it was something else. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It's like what like guys make the whole year in Dayton, I bet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, Actually. Yeah, I, it was. Like, I remember getting it and being like, geez, that's a lot of money. But then it was like basically cut in half because of taxes too. And I was like, God, before taxes, it was supposed to be that. And now, but it's still like insane. Like yeah. it was, yeah. you're right. It, it was like a, I don't like what guys make in a year, really. Well, and yeah, I actually. wasn't even making like I was making league minimum. You know what I mean? And isn't it isn't it bizarre like when you've played in the coast and then you go to there and it's like for me, once I get older and I'm not as scared to be around guys, and I saw a lot of NHLers come over to Europe and then you see them play and you're like, really? <laughs> but like um, yeah. it's amazing the money difference from the coast to the NHL where the talent level really isn't that different, right? It's not. It's not. And well, you see, I mean, a ton of guys go from the coast, not a ton of guys, but a lot of guys go from the coast to the NHL. Like, it's not uncommon, right? Well, Trevor Freshman, former Potter, also yeah. went from the Daytona Beach Bombers to the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? Same organization. And he was a great player. And, you know, like, testament to him. Like, he just grinded his way up and got it done. And, yeah. And he, he played like, a role. He fulfilled a role. He played yeah. third line and penalty killed very effectively. And he was the guy that won the job over me. And, uh, you know, hats off to you, Bruce Wigo. <laughs> <laughs> but the pay scale is – it's crazy from the coast to the end. And, and the tr- like, the treatment, it's just – the way those guys get treated and they fly and never touch their gear and everything. It, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And it'd be cool that you got to experience both ends of it. Right. Honestly, it made me appreciate it way more. It really like, well, every it's like day when I you talk there. about the kids that have swagger now and they just show up <laughs> and think that they run the world. Right. And that they're going to be first line everything. And you know what they are, but they have that confidence, but they also like expect to be in the NHL at 18 years old. Right. Well, it's an, it's entitlement Wally. Like all the, I shouldn't say all the kids, a, a lot of them feel entitled that like they, they deserve that right away. Whereas mm-hmm. like, 
for guys that I feel kind of grinded it out and yeah, the coast of the NHL, you appreciate everything so much more. Well, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Holly. That's the softest thing I've ever said on this. <laughs> 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 I better tough it up. <clears throat> okay. So a couple other guys that were on that team when you're six games, <clears throat> Matt Molson played against him in junior B. He got mono, so I won the scoring title. Ha <laughs> ha, Matt. <laughs> Shouldn't be kissing girls in high school. <laughs> Where did you play against him, Wally? He was in Guelph, and I was if played for Elmira Junior B, and we were we were in a scoring race the entire year. And then uh, I was right around like before a month out, he got mono and had to miss a few weeks. So I beat him by about 10 or 15. But did you like get the girl to kiss him or something? I don't know what he was doing in high school in Guelph, man. I didn't get mono. <laughs> I was focused on hockey, Matt. <laughs> uh, and Tavares was on that team, eh? So he would have been the captain while you were there? Um, no, he wasn't the captain yet. Really? Oh. He had been a young so. buck, eh? He was pretty young then, yeah. But he was like the next year or two, he was probably the captain. Okay. Anybody stick out to you as any other than uh, Gillies, anybody stick out as like just a really good dude when you got called up and like made you feel welcome. Cause I remember going to the Columbus training camp guys that stuck out that seemed like beauties were Chimera ants and Carter. Mm -hmm. There was a group of them that were hanging out and I could tell they were the type of dudes I would hang out with, but then there are other guys that would just walk by you and pretend you weren't even there. And you're like, huh, what a guy's an asshole. (laughs) You know what? Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a guy who like get, he got a lot of bad press, but a guy who was like super nice to me. I don't know why was Rick DiPietro. Like he, like, I know he signed like a 15 year deal, which is insane by the way, but, but but it's also not his fault. No, exactly. You're who's going to turn that deal down. If someone offered that to me, I'd take it but they only yep. offered me one year at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Um, but Ricky was just like, so he had spent a little bit of, well, he spent quite a bit of time in Bridgeport. So I kind of got to know him a little bit because he was hurt so much. So they would send him down to play some games with us. Right. So I kind of knew him a little bit from that. And then I came up and man, he was so nice to me. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know why, but he was just, he was really good to me. Um, honestly, the other, uh, even the other goalie, Dwayne Rollison, he was like to my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, like even to her, he was like, kind of went out of his way. I'll never forget. It went out of his way to like, kind of be nice to her. And well, um, those are the people you remember. Do you, fi- do you ever figure out why you got invited to the shed? <laughs> 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 but it's like, it was you, Kanzi. Like Caldwell, yeah. he was a beauty. That yeah. Would, he, uh, I don't know if you overlapped with him there, but like those yeah, guys he was there when I was there, yeah. like you guys were the ones that like reached out. I know Kansi was the first one when I got there uh, after my senior year that after practice, he's like, you want to go for lunch? And then, yep. you know, you remember that shit. hundred <laughs> percent. Like that, that stuff means more than, uh, like whenever you play in a team, you don't remember like, oh, that guy was a great player. No, you remember if he was a good guy or if he wasn't a good guy. You and know that's what, I mean? what you talk about. Yeah. And you know, for, for sure. me, the most interesting thing for me is like seeing who gets listened to the most. <laughs> it's not about their hockey career. <laughs> well, that's all. what I mean. Like we're doing this, we're going year by year. I mean, it's great. It's, it's nice to chat about it, but yeah, it does. It's not like, that's not what it's all about. I know no, for sure. 
but yeah yeah I but anyway you. yeah those, those two they were they were they were really nice um and yeah and of course gillies um but there were some like doug Waite was on that team he was injured at the time like i think he had like season-ending shoulder surgery but he was kind of like bopping around the room i never really talked to him much because he wasn't playing but yeah there was some uh you know, Dougie Wade, like what, what a legend. Oh, you know? he was awesome. What a saucer <laughs> like pass. Was, yeah. Yeah. I remember he had the, the, uh, did he have the blue or the black blades when he played Edmonton? Like oh, a long time gorgeous, ago. gorgeous. Tongues yeah, yeah. yeah. Tongues out isn't my thing, but it looked good on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after you get your six games, though, and that's the end of the season, your one year deals up then? One year deals up. Yep. So you, one year deals they up. gave you your first NHL games, but you don't go back to them, eh? Yeah, they were just kind of like, I don't know what happened if they were like, it's weird because I had a pretty good year in Bridgeport too. Like, I think I had 10 goals there and um, they're, yeah, I don't know. They've just moved on to somebody else, I guess. Obviously they, I, cause I, well, there's always, there's back. always younger, newer versions coming up, right? Exactly. And, and cheaper and, you know, they're one of those organizations that they're, they're kind of looking for those like fringe guys that are cheap, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, well, like they, they signed Matt Molson that year. He was on the same deal as me. I think he was making 105 in the American league and minimum in the NHL. And he signed the exact same deal and he ended up playing with Johnny T and signed like a, well, six, I, like, he was, a, he was incredible in front of the net on a power play. Like I saw <laughs> yeah, it in was. junior B like, and I remember that like Mark, my coach saying to me, um, that guy is going to be a hell of a pro. And I didn't really understand what that meant when I'm in junior B, but like, I yeah. get that now <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your coach knew. Oh yeah. He is great in front of that. So anyways, yeah, he, he made some money then that Molson, eh? <laughs> probably forgot all about the mono. <laughs> <laughs> didn't bug him one bit. <laughs> okay. So then you sign with uh, Winnipeg, eh? No. So then I signed um, an American League deal with the Moose, Manitoba Moose. So a straight AHL deal. Straight AHL deal. Yeah. I didn't After really you had played have... six games in the show the year before, that must have pissed yeah. you off a bit, eh? For sure. For sure. I remember talking to my agent. You know, agents are always kind of telling you what you want to hear, but he's like, yeah, I might be able to get a one-way. And I'm like, whoa, like, that would be insane if I could get a one-way. And, and blah, you did blah, get blah. a one-way, <laughs> just not the right league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe he was talking about the american league yeah gotcha <laughs> so so anyway yeah that's that's where i i was gonna go um either there or hershey where you know i like i said i'd had a good year and i was hoping to get an nhl deal no bites so hershey wanted to sign me and the moose wanted to sign me and i ended up going to manitoba and again i i, I loved it there like you did, i eh? had it I loved it, man. It's it was a so hockey nice town there, eh? Like, they loved oh, their moose. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was so nice to be in Canada, too. Like, after playing, whatever, five or six years in the States, kind of in smaller cities where hockey wasn't that popular, it was nice to go to, like, a hockey country and a hockey city. Yeah. And we were playing in the MTS Center, which was a great rink, and we were getting fans. We were, we were flying everywhere. Like, it was it was top class. It was It was like playing in the NHL, honestly. Yeah, I remember them having quite the support. Um, I only, I never went to a road trip there, but they came to Syracuse. I got to watch them from the press box a few times. Yeah, <laughs> like a solid organization. Um, 
Uh, but you had a hell of a year, eh? 40 points and 63 games played, man. That's a lot as a D man yeah. in the AHL. Yeah. So you got yeah, a hell of a power good. play. Who's on your power play with you? Who are you taking? Who are you setting up? Who's who are you putting in the wheelhouse for? Well, it's funny that year it started with like, so our coach was Claude Noel and he started off, we were with Vancouver. So at that time, Vancouver was our parent team. Okay. And they were playing all their prospects. Like the first, up until like this November, December, they were playing like all their prospect and we sucked. Right. Oh, yeah. So then finally it like clicked and Claude was like, screw this like we're playing he was one of those coaches that had balls and was like i'm gonna play the best players because i want to win the game not do what play who they tell me to play (laughs) exactly so he started playing so we had actually really good players on ahl deals it was like me uh, marco rosa you remember him no he was a good american league player uh we had john weller we had nolan baumgartner uh garth murray was on an american league deal and then we had on the Vancouver guys were like um, Bill Sweat was pretty good. We had Cody Hodgson. He was a high pick. Uh, he was a really high pick. I remember him in the World Juniors. He was really good. Yeah. Eddie Lack was our goalie, who was awesome. He ended up being a really good goalie. But anyway, yeah, we, I honestly, I feel like it was Marco Rosa was the guy that was like was running the power play. The, yeah. He was a really good half wall guy. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Wally. That was. Uh, Would have been pretty cold though. Eh? I've never been out to Manitoba. Cold winters there probably. huh? Really cold. Yeah. Definitely the coldest place I've ever lived there in Russia. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even got to Russia yet. Um, the one thing is, is going through guys careers that mainly play in North American compared to Europe is you kind of talk about like their personal seasons right because north america is very individualized it's not like you're talking about winning championships when you're in north america because like the ahl uh, i just couldn't believe it right if your nhl team's good then your ahl team's not gonna have a good playoffs probably because you don't bring anybody down but then i remember columbus didn't make the playoffs when i was there with syracuse after my senior year Columbus doesn't make the playoffs and all of a sudden there was literally 12 guys came down and then all of a sudden I'm dressing in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, actually like me. Pascal LeClaire, <laughs> there were so many of them came down. I'm like, you guys aren't even on this team. They're like, Oh, well yeah. I played four games earlier this year. So yeah, we're all back. Yeah. That's, that's what happens. And you know, I was thinking about that the other day. It's not really fair to the guys that were there all year because all of a sudden, they bring these guys down. They're like, yeah, we're going to stack our team for the playoffs. And it's like, how do, what, not yeah, is there not team, team chemistry? Any, like in professional hockey in <laughs> North America, team chemistry is not a, is a factor, really. No, it's not. Like guys are kind of out. I mean, of course, they're good guys. there's good guys. But a lot of guys are out for themselves. Like they just want to get called up and get points. And, you know, it's very, it's a team sport, but it's individualized at the same time, right? <laughs> you ever think about getting your MBA? I know a place. <laughs> I have Wally. Like I, I almost. I know went. some people. If you want, I know you're a great <laughs> guy and you fit in. <laughs> did you do it? Oh yeah, yep. What did you do? I have my master's in uh, project management. Was the pathway I went for the business administration? Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's like I have a master's of planning uh, podcasts in my shed. You know. <laughs> 
but hey, no one can take that away from you. You've got the paper. And it's a, it's a lot and... of work for a year, man. But it's it was the best thing. I like it was one. Of, it was probably the most important thing I got out of hockey. Like, it, like it, the money all runs out, right? <laughs> That's all God. But the MBA stays with you. You get to keep that one. Exactly. And everyone says the same thing that I've talked to about that. I changed my life drastically because my knee went the next year, right? My career is over the next year. So if I wouldn't have done it, I would have never happened. And uh, shout out to the Cardiff Devils. <clears throat> you know, I can uh, hook you guys up if you want. I'm just saying. <laughs> if it's coming <laughs> to an end, Mark, you know. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just thinking out loud here in the shed. <clears throat> so you play the full season of Manitoba, though, and you're probably thinking, like, the NHL, even though you get 40 points in 63 games, you're on an AHL deal. And like, you got to be frustrated. No. Well, I mean, frustrated, but like, but you're also playing well and you know, it's going well. So then you do sign with Winnipeg the next year, which is right by the Manitoba moose. Yeah. So then, um, basically that the owner, Mark Chipman, who, who owned the moose bought the jet or bought the Atlanta thrashers and renamed them the jets. Oh, and he knows you. He knows me. And he knows you're good on the moose, right? Exactly. And it's, and the Ah. coach is the same, the GM. Well, they brought in Shovel Day off as a GM, but Craig Heisinger was, was the GM with the moose assistant GM now with the Jets. So it was like a really smooth kind of transition, honestly, to the Jets. For me. Yeah, no. And for the team. And that's when it happened. eh? That's good timing. Um, it was great. So then you, what did you sign with them? A one-year deal? Yeah, I signed a one-year two-way deal with the Jets. And, and so uh, you got, this is your biggest chance, right? You play 33 games and this isn't the end of the season yeah. cup of coffee when they're not making the playoffs. This is, you're playing, this is legit 33 games. Did you feel like <laughs> you're a full-timer? How does it happen? Out of training camp or do you start in the A? So I started in the A, they sent me down out of training camp. And then I think I got called up me and a guy named Brett Festerling got called up, I think I in November. Him. He's a D man, right? <laughs> yep. Both D men. And uh, yeah, so Festy and I got called up and I never went back after that. I never went yeah. back. I played like, I, like I played really good when I first got out there. I think my second game I scored. The research team saw a couple articles and they were like, <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> they were titled like Mark flood, making the most of his uh, chance and stuff like that. So you weren't as scared your second go around getting called up. Eh? You were ready to rock this time. I was actually. And I, I did, I played well right off the hop and, and that helped me like that kept me there. <clears throat> I think in the first, I don't know, first 10 games, I probably had like six or seven points. So I was like, you know, joining the rush, my, but it was, it was good. Cause like, I was confident because Claude was my coach the year before in the American league, Claude Noel. And you and, know him and you're comfortable with him, And yeah. Yeah. And he did all the same drills in practice and I knew the drills and I knew how he operated. I knew what he wanted, what he expected. And I knew it was everything, you know? So it was, it was literally like I was playing for the moose, but just, in the NHL with better players kind of, you know what and, I mean? And get those paychecks we talked about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was in the, the same city and I, I knew the city, you know, and I, it was just the trainers were the same. Like it was just, there was a comfort that's level. Cra- that, that, yeah. That's awesome. 
that. It was. It was the same rink. It was the same, the exact same trainers. The, like the whole staff was the same. It was great. Yeah, that's really cool that you just transition right from the A to the NHL, like in the same spot. That's actually really cool. So um 33 games, you're up the rest of that season. So like anything stick out that like you're like, I'm an NHLer now. Like I'm I'm here. Anything like is there any games where you're like you're scored goals or do what like is there any time where you're like, I'm here, like I'm I'm here? Well, the yeah, for sure. The day that uh Chevy, the GM, called me into the office at the practice rink and he goes, uh, I thought uh, again, I thought I was getting sent down. I was having flashbacks of the, the Dayton Bomber days. He's like, Come in my office, and I'm like, Fuck. Yeah, now and again, this sucks, but whatever. I'm like, it's all, it's all good. So I go in the office, and it's the coach and the GM, and he goes, Uh, he goes, Well, I have good news for you. It's like, okay. He goes, you need to find a place to live. And I was like, wow. Like when he said that, I was like, wow, this, like that. That's, that's, you've made it. Like, you know that Wally, like when they No, seriously, it was, I remember in the AHL when I told you I had did really well in the preseason, one of the trainers told Kansi, I was going to be told to get an apartment the next day. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then someone else got sent down and they never did tell me to get a place, but they actually told you that in the NHL, man. Yeah. So, you know, they give you like a letter, right? They do it in the American league too. It's like, basically, I think you have like five to seven days at the hotel left that they pay for. Then after that, you're not responsible. They're not responsible. So yeah, they gave me the letter, go find a place. And I was like, wow, like, this is it. I've made it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've made it. But of course, like, you know what it's like anything can happen there's there's never any guarantees but that's when i was like okay i've kind of solidified myself as i'm going to be staying here for the, the next little while anyway right oh, that's really cool so. dude yeah so they told me to get a place and then um then got so i originally got called up because there was injuries like i think johnny oduya ron haynes you maybe mark stewart were injured so they started coming back those guys started coming back and I was like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen here. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a pigeon on a two-way and Ron Hainsey's making 5 million. Johnny Oduya is making 3.5 million. Like, <laughs> I know what's going on here. Like, yeah, you know then, what I mean? And it, it's like, it doesn't even matter sometimes how good you play, right? It's hundred percent. It's, it's a business. So I was like, okay, I'm either, I don't know what's going to happen. They're either going to, I got to go on waivers. Cause I was, a, I was 27, I think, or 26. So I have to go on waivers. So they, again, they called me in and they were like, we're not going to put you on. We're not going to send you down. Cause we don't want to lose you on waivers. And I was like, Holy geez. Like they've actually like value me. They don't want to lose me, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I ended up playing 33 games Wally, but I said, I think I was on the roster for like, 65 or 70 games they just kept me up like they wanted me there which was great like I mean I was I wasn't playing all the time but I was in the NHL and I was kind of a little bit older I think like I said I was 27 I think at the time so I was just like I was loving it man I had a great year I I really enjoyed it and then I I played you know I did play some games and I was comfortable enough to jump in and out of the lineup so I was kind of like that seventh defenseman and yeah stayed around there it was it was a great year 
Yeah, for sure. So then that year ends, it's just the one year deal and uh, you do not resign with them. So did they offer? So they did, but again, my agent was like, yeah, like I was like, well, it'd be nice to have a one-way contract. And uh, there was a, like a hiccup in the CBA that year. Well, two things. There was a pending lockout, like a looming lockout. And by the way, this was just so the folks get this, the year you play the whole year and they don't want to lose you. That's your seventh year pro, eh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That you finally worked your way there and they tell you to get a place, man. That must have been a pretty rewarding day. No, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was great. And then, yeah. So anyway, the next year there, that off season, um, you know, obviously I wanted to go back. I loved it there. Yeah. uh, You know, everybody back. Yeah. But they said, um, there's something they said, we can't give you a one way. I said, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with taking the same deal as last year. Cause I was making pretty good money in the American league on a two way. Yeah. And they said, well, actually there's a blip in the CBA that we can only pay you this amount, which was like significantly less on in the American league, like less than uh, more than half. Wow. So I was like, Oh God. And they're and, saying they weren't allowed to pay you more than that. Well, there was a rule that if you're on an NHL roster for more than 40 games year before the most you could make in the American league, a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So, yeah. And I was on a pretty good two way the year before. So I was like, well, I'm going to be in the American league because there's going to be a lockout. Right. Yeah. So, um, and my agent was like, yeah, like there's going to be a lockout for sure. And I was like, well, I really like, they've been good to me. Like I've been there for two years. Like I really want to go back and I feel like I'm kind of just starting to get going there and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, then I was still kind of in limbo, didn't know what I was going to do. And then I got this, this offer from Russia. <laughs> and I was like, I have to go, you know, yeah, like it was yeah. kind of like, it's one of those no doubters. You, you, if, if you're yeah. getting offered that the A and then they offer you something in Russia, you're like, ah, gonna have to go yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it was, at, I mean, at that point, Wally, like I had never really solidified my, I hadn't really made like that good of money like still good money but i was like this good this is like really really good i, I kind of have to go so, yes. so that's ended up going to russia and signing there for the so year. that and you went to locomotive yaroslavl so that's in yaroslavl yeah. i'm guessing yaroslavl is the town yeah how big of a town's yeah. that um it's actually a pretty good city it's like i think it's like eight hundred thousand people Okay, we don't have many guys that played in Russia on here. Let's get into this, eh? So really? Yeah. Well, I've had a few, but not that many. I, you're you're a higher tier than me, Mark. You're an NHLer. I have I have the guys that never made any money. <laughs> Wally, I'm just a shed guy. Yeah, you are. You are a shed guy. <laughs> um. So what? What's the? You got any like the funniest like? Oh my god! I'm in Russia now. Moments. <laughs> Well, when I, so that team, yeah. Well, when, when I signed with that team, they had just, they, they were the team with the plane crash. Do you remember that? Oh, really? So <clears throat> the year before, um, like the whole team died in a plane crash. They were going to, uh, you were Minsk, on the Belarus. team that like started the next year then the, the year after. Yeah. So it was like, it was pretty crazy to be honest with you. It was the rebirth of the team. It so would be. the year 
before they got in the crash. It was the first game of the season. They were on their way to Minsk. Um, so they didn't play that year. And then the year after was uh, the year I went there. So it was our kind of like the team's uh, first, first time back in the KHL. So right off the hop, I was like, you know, my girlfriend at the time and my parents were like, you're going to that team that had the plane crash. Like it was like kind of really scary, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. But but we had good guys on the team. Like my coach was this Tom Rowe guy that I had in Albany that was really hard on me. So you uh, knew the so, coach in Russia. That helps. Oh yeah. That's how, that's how I got there. Yeah. Right. He's an American guy. So he called me and was like, would you be interested in coming? So it was myself. Uh, we had Stefan Cronwall and a Swedish defenseman. Great guy. Sammy Lapisto, really good guy. Nicholas so this is during Hagen. the lockout. This is the lockout year. Yeah. You're getting a big deal in Russia during the lockout. <laughs> that means you are legit. You yeah, know? we had good play. Our, um, Nick Hagman was on our team. That Russian uh, league must have been awesome that year, huh? It was really good. So we were allowed, then on top of that, Wally, each team could have, during the lockout period, we could have three Russian players, NHL Russian players. So it really bolstered the league too, right? So our guys were, um, we had Artem Anisimov. We had um, Kulikov, Dmitry Kulikov, the defenseman, and uh, Semyon Varlamov, the goalie. So they were on our team. So basically we had these like pretty good NHL players, um, imports, and then we had these three Russian players. And You're like yeah, an we NHL had a, we team, had a sick yeah. Team. Oh, the team was sick. And then, you know, we had- You want a, you want a fun fact for the day? During that yeah, lockout, uh, Rick DiPietro, your boy from the Islanders, came to the second league in Germany. And um, after about a month, was getting healthy scratched in the second league in Germany. Because you really? can only play five imports or four or whatever it was that year. And they already had their guys. And then they brought in a few NHL guys. So then if he, if he wasn't getting the start, you know, he would be in the stands but yeah he was in the same league as me i remember that lockout man every league there were nhl players in (laughs) yeah well guys wanted needed to play somewhere right yeah well you got to play right yeah yeah uh so anyways russia then so your team was pretty good in that league um sounds like they had some money for that team yeah no we had a good team we had a really good team and um, but it was a crazy experience. Like I had never been to Europe before, or, you know, yeah, I had never been to Europe and then I've I never just, been to Russia. Well, yeah, I like start just kind of one of the craziest countries ever in Russia. Like it was, it was quite an experience, man. It was really like, is there, any, and, is there any like story that like was eye opening that you're like, ah, <laughs> Yeah. I heard uh, there's some stuff with like the cops and the mob and like the mob owned one team, the cops owned another team oh, yeah. and it's, and then you get pulled over and it's, yeah, I've heard some wild stories. <laughs> well, like the first day I got there, I remember that I got the Russian guy. Like, they came up to me and the other Curtis Sanford, the other import goalie. And they were like, Hey, if you in their Russian, I like broken English if you get uh, pulled over by the cops for drinking and driving, like don't pay them more than a thousand rubles. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Drink? Like, I'm not drinking and driving. They're like, Oh yeah, everybody does it here. So if you're, if you get pulled over, like pay them for basically at that time, it was like 
20 or 30 bucks Canadian. Like don't pay. They're, some of that. they're saying don't pay more than 20 or 30 to get out of a DUI <laughs> to get out of a DUI. So you know, just stuff like that. Like, and keep in mind, this was, uh, this was in 2012. So not that long ago, but at the same time, I feel like the country's kind of, <clears throat> well, the league, especially the KHL has gotten a lot better since then. Right. A little just more legit the too, right? And the travel and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so that kind of stuff and just like, I don't, honestly, Wally, there's, there's no rules there. Like if you have money <coughs> or you're like a, a hockey player, like a, they call it like a sportsman, like a sports person or, a, or have money, like you can, you can do whatever you want basically over there. It's kind of scary actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh God. but yeah there was good like it was i honestly i enjoyed it like i i really did that the, there was some different the culture is really different food is different but but i enjoyed it the people were nice to me over there it was quite an experience okay um yeah well so you do that season you get paid right but then uh the lockout ends so then you're back to north america yeah so then I signed a, a one-year deal with Carolina. Come back from Russia, Ron Francis was a GM at the time. I remember talking to him and he was like, you know, again, can't guarantee anything, but uh, our D is not that strong. And I signed it. I ended up signing a two-way with Carolina with hopes of, of getting called up and getting stuff. called yeah. up. And yeah, but it never, never happened again. I had a real, I ended up playing in Charlotte that year which I loved Charlotte's like, it's an amazing city. Have you ever played there? Well, nah, I don't think so. No, I don't think real, so. It's a really good city and uh, had a good year. Really enjoyed it there, but never got a sniff with Carolina, which mm. was fine. Like I, I really, I, I had a good time in Charlotte. So, okay. So now it makes sense then when you went to Russia and then came back, I didn't realize it was the lockout when the research team was hot. <clears throat> so then you play, play with Charlotte, you would have had a big A deal that year, I'm sure. So then the next year you're back to the KHL, but in a city I would want to check out Zagreb, right? You're in yeah. Medvizkak, Zagreb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Medviscock, right? Yeah, Medvischeck. Medviscock. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Croatia's pretty nice, though, eh? I've seen pictures. <laughs> I never yeah, made it there. Like the, the coast is really nice. So Zagreb's more inland, but um, the coast is probably the pictures you're seeing, which is like or three hours from Zagreb but, but yeah I, there it was, was a goalie awesome. on my Croatia. team at the end of a season was going to rent a boat and go to a different town each night and they were going to drive the boat down the coast of Croatia sounded like a pretty good time that's awesome did he ended up did he end up doing it I believe yeah I'd have I one of those guys I'd have to have on the shed right because that was the end of the yeah. season I never played with him again <laughs> yeah yeah. But Croatia is a great country. It's like cheap living. It's it's your expenses are really low. I, I enjoyed it there. And the only okay, let's not talk about, about hockey anymore. What's food like in Croatia? Food was good. The food was good. They have like a lot of um, grilled meat and grilled veggies. Oh yeah, I like that. 
yeah so they they'd bring out these i remember going to like croatian restaurants they bring out these big platters of just grilled chicken and pork and meat and then potatoes and zucchinis and mushrooms and onions and it was good it was it was really really good and it was cheap that's what i liked about it is like your your money went far right because you Mm -hmm. could you know hotels and drinks and you go out to a, a nice dinner and it was like very very reasonable uh, yeah, I Croatia was one of the places I always wanted to get to. Never did though. Well, you um, still can, Wally. Well, yeah, hopefully. Oh, hey, you got a dog, eh? Yeah, my little little dog was scratching at my legs. He wanted up on the table here. What's your dog's name? Sully. Sully. Um, okay, so what kind of coach do you have in Croatia? Is he a Canadian guy? What do you got? <laughs> Our coach was. Um, it was uh, Chuck Weber to start. You know oh, that know. name? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So it was Chuck, and he was a good guy, but we just kind of had like it. We had a really bad start. So he ended up getting fired, actually, which is, you never like seeing that in hockey, but it happens. So Chucky got fired probably in November. And then we brought in a guy named Doug Shedden, who is, uh, I think Shed's an American, he's an American guy older guy he definitely he heard that Finn. name before i yeah. he, i think he might have played land suit maybe i don't know he Just... might have he played in he he might have he played in pittsburgh for uh in the nhl but then he went to europe and he coached uh he coached in switzerland he coached in finland but eds was like an old school guy i liked him too because he kind of reminded me of that tom Rowe, um, just kind of like a rugged yeah, uh, kind of hard on the guys, but fair too, you know. Right. So sheds came and and uh yeah, it ended up turning around a little bit. We didn't have a great team, but uh, I remember awesome looking at guys. that roster and I knew like every guy on the team. So I was gonna write down guys yeah. to ask about, but I was like, I, I know most of these guys, so I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> yeah, the guys were unbelievable on the team. Like it was it was basically like playing on a North American team in Europe. You guys had a lot so of North fun. Americans, yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard of the agent David Amonti? Yeah, he's actually my agent now. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in the shed. Um, he was telling me about getting guys to that Zagreb team that he had a little honey hole that every guy with the last name that ended with IC or ICH, he'd get them a Croatian passport. <laughs> well, that's what they would do. That's yeah. what they would do. That was him, yeah. I guess. <laughs> he was getting he the guys over there. Yeah, um, good for him. Yeah, shout out to Optimum World Sports. Um, I had uh, his partner Pat Kirkio on too. <laughs> oh yeah, Pat. Pat's a nice guy too. Yeah, yeah. They, they seem like the agents I'd want. I mean, when I played, I never had like an agent that like I really believed had my best interests and worked hard for me, or even thought I was that good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that year ends. You probably made some pretty good money there too. So when did you get with Amonti? Um, I went with him, I think after one of the years in Austria, I ended up switching to, well, Gary Seigel was kind of their, the head guy at Optima. And, yeah. uh, and then just last year when I came to Rouen, um, Imanti's partners with Seigel and then he kind of does the French league. 
So that's yeah. how I got to know David. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got a deep dive into the agent world with those guys. I'll have to get the other guy on Saigo or whatever. Haven't talked to him yet. They'd be they'd be cool to talk to. It's just a stories. different part of hockey, right? It's a different exactly different yeah. area. Um, I find it very interesting. I've had everybody on Flutter. I even had equipment met equipment guys on <laughs> well and you know what though wally they would provide the, like it's just seeing the game through such a different lens right right and it's like you can always talk to the players but there's also all these other guys that do stuff i had an episode with the fans of the uk <laughs> three different teams <laughs> that'd be cool it was it was fun it's really early yeah. though time changes a bitch <laughs> <laughs> okay so after the year with Zagreb, you are back in the KHL again, but with Lada Togliatti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically what happened after that year was I, I had signed a two-year deal with Zagreb, and uh, they were kind of running into some money problems. So they were, they were trying to unload my contract is what happened. And then Togliatti came along. I had had a pretty good year in Zagreb. And Toliad came along and said, we'll pay this, which was more than I was made in Zagreb. To be honest, like, I didn't really want to leave Zagreb. I really liked it there. Uh, yeah. My wife liked it there. We had just gotten married, I think, the year before. I so think we there's loved a little more appeal of living in Croatia than Russia, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent there was. And, and the wives on the team all, like, they were re- really good people, right? Yeah. And I didn't want to leave, but the GM kind of said like, you know, you'd kind of be helping us out if you let. And I was like, I have, I have a contract, but um, I agreed to leave because I got a better contract with this team. And when people are asking you to leave, you don't really want to stick around and all of a sudden your relationship is not what it was. Right. That wouldn't be fun. Um, So anyways, what's this town like then? Where, where are we heading here? Where's Togliatti? (laughs) It's uh, Honestly, Wally, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great spot. Like it was, you were I mean, the only Canadian too, eh? Yes. I was, I was the only North American. Yeah. The, yeah. The research team. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another guy, there was a Swedish defenseman, Tobias Veekland, who, who was awesome guy. And he, we, him and I were best buddies pretty well together the whole time, but uh, it was a tough year. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I hurt my right shoulder in like October and I, I only played like 30 games. It was a tough year for me. Honestly, yeah, it was really it's not, tough. It's, but. People, uh, one get is like when you are like the only Canadian or whatever, and like it, it can be hard, right? It can be hard away from the rink to like fill the day with something to do, right? I talk to some guys that just get over to Europe and like they're like, I can't believe how bored I am during the day. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Especially if you're by yourself, right? Like if you're, if you have kids and they're not there, your girlfriend or your wife are single, like it's their days can be long. If you're yeah. not taking a core, you're not uh, doing something. What and work you got to do something. I think when like I don't know, I I should have ta- I would have taken more school. Looking back on it, that's one thing I would have done was I would have always been doing something to improve myself. You know, for for sure, for sure, and it's. Uh, that's a good, like that time management stuff, Wally. It's uh, I mean, Christ, I've been playing for 17 years. I could have, <laughs> I could have been doing a lot of stuff, you know, I, I was the same, I, you don't. Yeah. I hear you. So then uh, 
after that year, it's tough, eh? So what's the food like in Russia? I'm I'm picturing like boiled potatoes and some meats. What uh, what kind, what are we eating over there? Not 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 very good, honestly. Like uh, a lot of soup. Thank you. Yeah, staying warm. Sorry, my computer's dying. A lot of soup, a lot of pasta and rice. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I like some of the food, but uh, like we're on the road a lot too, so you're kind of getting like some shitty meals at uh, some of the hotels, and like it it varied a lot. Some yeah. of the hotels, the food was great; others, it was terrible. Right? I hear you. Okay, um, so after that year in Russia, you go from a shitty town to then Salzburg, Austria. <laughs> so that's a pretty nice town, right? <laughs> It is. Yeah, it is. And we kind of, we kind of said like, you know what, we grinded it out for uh, this year. Like I want to go somewhere nice and like enjoy ourselves. Just hold on a second, Wally. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally understand though. I'll take it from here while you're plugging in your computer though, is uh, when I was in Lansuit, my parents and my wife went to Salzburg for a day for a day trip. And uh hey, yeah, no, I was just saying my my wife and parents went to Salzburg when I played in Landsuit for a day trip. I never got to go because I'd practice or something, but they raved of that town. Yeah, it was super nice. I loved it there. Um, and the team was the team sponsored by Red Bull, so that was kind of cool. Like we wore the wore the Red Bull helmets, and uh, yeah, it was a great experience. My my wife loved it there. Um, the year was like you know what it's like it's um who is the coach there was the coach that page or whatever you are really frozen eh holy moly yeah okay he's back here we go so your wife liked it i bet you i know the answer to this where was the best food you ever played Um, what country had the what team or country or league had the best food you played i thought Europe, i not. thought it was gonna be austria schnitzels man i don't know yeah i don't know what yeah, you're no. into though you're too skinny for me you're probably not into the same things i'm into <laughs> no the, the the austrian food was pretty good um i i like the croatian food it was really good too honestly what's that like, oh, you meant the grilled meats like and vegetables. I like that too. Eh? Okay. What carbs yeah, are like they the doing? Carbs. Are they doing like, what are they doing for carbs? Nan breads? Rice? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, bread, bread, rice, potatoes. Standard. Okay. Croatia yeah. food's better than Austrian food. Really? I don't know. I just find the, the Austrian German food is just like too heavy for you just, and your light body. Oh, well, no, it's just grow like, up, Mark. <laughs> what is it like <laughs> sausage and sauerkraut? Like it's, it's okay. It's good, but you can't eat that every day. We're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I like the beer. <laughs> I, I just made schnitzels the other day and I just had a schnitzel sandwich for lunch leftovers. Cause I love nice. it. Mm -hmm. So whatever. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, you Salzburg goes, however, did you, that's what I was asking when you froze. Did you have the coach yeah. I've heard about Page or something? No, I didn't have him. He was, he was there before me. I had Greg Poss. He was our coach. 
I don't know him. So uh, that's one of those teams, though, that in the Austrian League or whatever, they put some money into it. So they're supposed to, like, win it every year. There's probably a lot of expectations when you guys went there. Yeah, for sure there was. Like, we were supposed to win. And, and we didn't win that year, Wally, but we should have. And uh, They don't like that so shit. You know, yeah. You know how it goes there. Like, I, we didn't win, so they got rid of all the imports. And that was the casualty of that. I know how that goes. That's Europe, man. If your team doesn't do yeah. what they're supposed to do, but then if you're playing a team that's not supposed to do well and you do well, then all of a sudden all yeah. the big budget teams are after you, right? It's it's a weird world exactly. over there. It is, yeah. And that's what happened. I Before I was cutting out, I was saying that uh, we we really liked um, like the off-ice part of Salzburg. Like The city was beautiful, but, uh, you know, hockey and um life outside of hockey are kind of two different things right and but they, I, I they do like... they are in they are linked if uh, i always found my hockey would go better if i was enjoying life outside of hockey as totally. well totally totally but like i was kind of struggling at the rink it wasn't going as well for me but my wife loved it so i was like it's yeah. it's really hard because i know she likes it and she wants to stay here and i was like trying so hard to make it work but yeah um, you know i kind of was struggling a little bit that year but anyway we uh we have really good memories of salzburg it was a it's a great place it's a great city yeah um so did you get into some skiing while you're there um we did on our february break we went to uh i think it was called like zale mc is it aren't the breaks the best so i got a question though the best you yeah. you didn't even take a break the one time because you decided to play in the spangler cup for canada that must have been pretty cool playing for your country it was honestly that was probably the highlight of, besides playing in the nhl it was the highlight of my hockey career it was Is that right it was awesome yeah and it was that salzburg year too so it was it was great man it was i don't, I don't know like, so do you do you, you remember know, like they just fun. call you or do you find out like like do they call you and they're like hey do you want to come well Kind of. Yeah. I kind of, I had a bit of an in, like the coach was assistant coach was Gordy Dwyer and who's kind of, he's a friend of mine. He's, he's a coach. He's from PEI. Well, he lives in PEI now actually. So uh, he was coaching Zagreb at the time. And I've heard that name. They played the Cardiff devils in the champions league when he was the coach. I'm pretty that's sure. Right. Yeah. They had their training camp in Cardiff that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so small world when you get talking to people in your shed, man, it's a really small world. (laughs) It is a small world. Yeah. My my mind's been blown a lot of times this year, which by the way, flutter, I should mention this because it just happened today. Um, Got to 50,000 listens now. Good for you. Congratulations. So I I was trying to, I was trying to do that by the, uh, my one year anniversary. So we did it a week early. So feel like I won, you know, (laughs) I don't have any games to win anymore. So that was like my goal, you know, was to do that. So I feel like I accomplished it. Now I got to figure out what the next goal is. (laughs) That's a win for you. Yeah. It's like I won the trophy. Um, Okay. So anyways, where were we? Salzburg skiing. Oh, that Gordy Dwyer. That's how you got to the Spengler cup. Yeah. Yeah. So Gordy, said would you be interested i said are you kidding me of course and and uh yeah it was great we had uh we had a great experience we went to davos over christmas and new year's and 
our team ended up winning of course too so that was like the highlight of it it was it was oh awesome. yeah was the trophy experience. on the ice the whole deal so then did you get to yeah. really like floor it after you won it like you should we did oh yeah oh yeah we had a big party that night they at back at the hotel team canada like had a um, unbelievable dinner and champagne and wine yeah we, we dialed it up that night with the boys and then went back to salzburg the next day it would uh, be really fun to bring guys, hockey guys from all over Europe to play in a tournament. And you guys like you guys would have that forever. And you probably met a bunch of dudes you didn't know before. eh? For sure. Yeah. And it's cool because like everyone's going through the same thing, you know, like it's nice to go to a team where everyone's talking the same language and just kind of gets one another. And, you, you know, all the guys, maybe you played against them, but, you know, you get to meet them and meet their families. It was awesome. Yeah, so cool. no, that that tournament's always one I like watching and I've known a few guys in it, but that's pretty cool. You got to do that. Um, so, yeah, you realistically, when you play 17 years pro, you're more than one episode here. But like we still haven't even got to Finland, man. This is ridiculous. So <laughs> after Salzburg, you go to Finland, which that would be like moving up, right? Like Salzburg's a big budget in Austria, but the Finnish league's better than the Austrian league. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the quality's better there in finland yeah it's a good league it's a really good league i've heard that like uh, there's a lot of guys that i know are really good players that went to that league and it it wasn't easy for them yeah it's hard to get points there wally like it's a very defensive league the Finns play hard like they compete they play really well defensively like as as offensive as some of the guys are like they they compete defensively and it's it's a really good league man i I enjoyed it there in Finland. I was there for two years in, uh, in Ilves and Ilves is the team. Tampere is the name of the city. Ilves. So, I was going to call it Ilves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pronounced Ilves. It's uh, it's like a Bobcat or a Lynx. Is that, Finnish. is that the uh, town that Steven Dixon played in? Yep. Dixon played in uh, Tapera. So Tampere is the name of the city. But um, there's two teams in the city. So Topper oh. is one and Ilves is one. And Dixon played for Topper. Okay. That's yeah. I remembered that city. I was trying to figure out, but yeah. Um, anyways, he's a beauty too. Yeah. Um, he is a beauty. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. I, he mentioned when I put out, you were coming on, he uh, wrote to me, city hated you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying anything soft to you anymore. <laughs> Flutter. That already happened earlier. We're not doing it yeah. again. <laughs> What's Finnish food like? Oh, and the only other thing that popped in my head that I should say is people play hockey like their personalities. And Finnish people, the guys I played with, were a hell of a time. They worked hard, but they also played hard. And I don't mean on the ice. <laughs> but yeah. They work hard on the ice. They just absolutely give her. And then they also do that off the ice. You know, when they start hitting the boots, they can really get after it. If you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. No, the guys, the guys are so, I found them Wally, like so quiet at the rink, but then you'd go out and get a couple beers into them and they'd start a whole different, they thing. wouldn't shut up. I'm a like, whole boys, different I'm animal putting, comes out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to start putting liquor in your water bottles at the rink. Cause you don't say shit at the rink, but then you get, you get uh, out having a couple beers and they don't shut up. I had the exact same thing happen with the Finnish guy in Denmark, man. He like, you show up at the rink, he wouldn't say anything. He would just give her and practice. 
And then the team goes bowl and has a few beers. Next thing you know, the guy's naked, right? Like, <laughs> seriously, that they're like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just wild times. I could imagine playing there with a whole team of them. <laughs> yeah. Not that they're all the same. Just saying. Just some similarities between them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I find it interesting guys. that Swedish are very reserved and laid back and then their neighbors, <laughs> their neighbors in Finland are <laughs> not quite as conservative. You could say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they say. Like the Swedes are more polished and the Finns are like kind of more rugged and, and it's true. You know, <laughs> it is. It's it hundred percent true. And that's, yeah. and it's also how they play hockey too. If you watch them. totally right. <laughs> yeah. I find it interesting. That's how I can do player reviews, folks in the shed, just by talking to people because everybody plays like their personality. <laughs> okay. So did you get into saunas while you're there? I'm a big in sauna enthusiast and I know Finland loves them. Yes, I did. I'm a huge sauna enthusiast too. Well, like, when, I love once it. you get into it, it's hard to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have I, to work I, out I anymore. It. I just have to sit in a sauna. I don't even have to work out ever. <laughs> I get you all the sweating I sweat need. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just need to sway for a couple hours in the shed and then sit in the sauna and I'm in shape <laughs> just like that. Oh, I, I, I loved it. I, I did the sauna. I had one in my apartment in Finland and I, I use it all the time. I loved it. I feel so good after. I, I, I loved it, man. It's great. You, you do. You get relaxed. You, you, it's amazing how much better you feel after. Okay. Moving on. What's Finnish food? Probably soups again. Soups, heavy, like, like reindeer, um, potatoes. Did you just say soup. reindeer? Yeah, they eat reindeer there. Yeah. Does that taste like <laughs> deer? Does that taste like deer? <laughs> it's kind of gamey. Yeah. <laughs> they run around like deers, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's similar to German. Yeah, kind of similar to German, like heavy, a lot of heavy potatoes what, and meats. how are they serving you reindeer? What do you like what it, what do you mean? Like that's just that's it's like a meat they eat there because but like is is it coming like reindeer. summer sausage? Is it coming as um, like a um, sausage or is are you getting like a slab of reindeer <laughs> like no it's it's mostly meatballs like reindeer like meatballs, meatballs. reindeer meatballs this is new for the shed see this is why i come out here and talk to people folks learning stuff today <laughs> it's like when a guy told me that australia is eating kangaroos you know people are into some weird shit <laughs> so did, how did reindeer taste you liked it I didn't mind. I mean, it's, it's a little bit gamey, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. The meatballs are pretty good. It was okay. Not would, wouldn't be my top choice, but would I you mean, put I sauce on your meatballs or you put them with spaghetti? What? No, they have like a kind of like a sweet and sour sauce. They put on it like equivalent to like sweet and sour sauce in Canada. Are these breaded reindeer balls? No, no. Just ground, like grounded up beef. Right. Okay. Just and curious, you know? curious that's all <laughs> you'll have to try them someday wally apparently <laughs> yeah i will i'll try anything once <laughs> um okay um then you go from finland to vienna another great city hey, you've done some traveling you've lived in some cool places dude yeah okay. i have i have i've been lucky yeah jesus <laughs> so vienna that's a that's a city eh? my goodness 
I have yeah. I, I don't think I've been there. Just seen photos again. Looks nice. Yeah, it was a, it's a great city. I, I we loved Vienna. Uh, just there for the one year, but great time. I loved living in Austria and uh, Salzburg, and then Vienna. Vienna was amazing. It's a world class city. Great. They're kind of like Salzburg, though, eh? Like they're expected to win in that league, right? Mm, not as much yeah. as Salzburg, but not as much as Salzburg, but certainly like they have good teams every year and they, and they attract good players because of the city. You know, it's easy for them to recruit yeah. because uh, they could have recruited me for Canada. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why they didn't go after you, Wally. <laughs> There's a lot of teams. I don't know why they didn't go after me, Mark. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually after talking for the last year, I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. So that year ends. And then I guess it's just like every other, you do your one year and then you negotiate and you decide which, what you're doing the next year. Right. So then you end up in ruin last year and that's through all this other baloney. So you liked it and you came back for more, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. I, I came here last year and I actually speak a little bit of French. I took French uh, immersion in school that was so, going to be one of my questions and I forgot to ask it because uh, I did notice that you are the captain and I was thinking that if you don't speak French, you, you usually aren't a captain in France. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, certainly helps me. And that was a little bit attractive for me too. I um, just another kind of country to live in and, you know, we enjoyed it here last year and yeah. So we came back for a second year and, and here we are. Yeah, here no, it's today. uh um, like I said, if uh, you consider the NBA program, I think you'd fit in really well on a team. And I know some people, um, if you want me to make some calls, actually, I'll just talk to a Monty too. I'll get him back in the shed. We'll hash things out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, two, yeah, two pretty good people to talk to about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few people, but, uh, anyways, I love this, man. I haven't seen you since 2006, but like the reason I wanted to have you on is like, it doesn't take long when you go to a team to realize who you'd hang out with. Even if we were only there for a month, I knew like we would be hanging out if we were on the same team. And that's exactly why I do this is I get to catch up with people like you. This is why I love it so much is I get to find out what the hell happened to you since. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wally. And I, uh, when you added me on Instagram and we kind of reconnected, it was, it was cool to, to catch up and it's nice to reconnect again and man i'm glad you're doing well i'm happy you're doing great with this and and your other job and yeah uh, it's it just like you have a beautiful family too yeah no and it's uh it's just fun being back in the game and uh yeah started this because i missed my buddies and uh now i get to see whoever i want whenever i want <laughs> you know that's the best that's the it best, is. man. good for you it, it really is well, I remember the, the, the day I thought of it, this may sound ridiculous, but you know, when you're living a normal life, which you don't know about yet, not, you know, having the beautiful family and kids is awesome, but like, there's still a part of you that's missing. Right. And, uh, yeah. when I thought of this, I literally did wind sprints up and down my road. Um, cause I was so excited at, uh, like, couldn't believe that, like, I was actually going to put myself out there like that, you know? And, uh, yeah been pretty fun the last year so thanks everybody <laughs> you know that's awesome wally good for you really congrats i'm, I'm 
happy for you and i'm sure a lot of other people are too so it's great no it's uh well it's guys like you that make the time to uh come on when i have time because i don't have much time and everybody seems to make it work for me so shout out to all you beauties that make the time for me and uh don't forget to buy your raffle tickets to help sick kids at aleshockeytales.com and uh my website maker guy um asked if we could uh make uh toques and uh, sell them and all profits would go to a ch- cancer charity because he lost his mom to cancer. So we are now selling four different colored hats and all the money will go to whatever charity he chooses because this is all just for fun anyways, folks. So thanks for listening. <laughs> and this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Flutter and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete, I'm a band.